0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I just wanted to talk real fast about our good friend Seth Werkheiser and his site Close Mondays. Web, social, back-end operations, it's digital dirty work, and Seth at Close Mondays does it for a living, so independent music publicists can focus on what they do best. Since 2013, he's been working with the publicists who work with Alice Cooper, High on Fire, Guar, and Lamb of God. That saves his clients hours every month, so they can focus on setting up interviews and tour press, instead of sit messing with Google Docs, social media, and updating their websites. Could you benefit from saving hours every month? Head to closemondays.com dumb to find out. That's closemondays.com slash dumb one more time for good measure closemondays.com slash dumb thank you guys for supporting the podcast thank you Seth for supporting the podcast on to the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host Curtis Stewart. Hello. And what are we talking about today, Curtis?
1: We are going to talk about um, what you can do PR-wise to promote your album in between PR cycles, like after the general quote-unquote PR push has been done. This this is based on a question that was... uh, put in our Facebook group last night by Tim Burke. So I went over it a little bit last night, but I want to go over some more ideas for other people. Because a lot of people have this question. Like they'll come to me, like they'll be like, um, I put out an album last year. I need a PR campaign done because we didn't get any reviews. Uh then usually what I say is it's too late for me to do anything. They go off and they're all apathetic about it and they're all like, oh man, now I can't do anything. And they just let the album sit there. And in my opinion, you don't have to do that because just because a professional publicist cannot handle your album does not mean that there isn't like a ton of things that you can do to promote your album in the meantime. Um, Do you mind if I start talking or did you want to say something? Go ahead. Okay. So one, one of the main key things you can be doing is that you can be promoting the album on social media. For example, you can be running Facebook ads, you can be running Twitter ads or just posting on Twitter about it in general. Those are like the very first things that come to mind. It's cheap or free, depending on if you use ads or not, just use social media. And you can like post the album in groups. You can do all sorts of stuff like that. That's just one key way that you can promote the album. Now, the next thing you can do that is extremely smart is if you release a track off the album as a single. There's two ways you can go about this. You can either actually just like, Take the track as a single, get new cover art and everything like that, and release it as a single. You might have a tough time getting a, a site to premiere it because it's already out, but if you position it correctly, you might be able to do that. But then magically, if you release a song as a single, suddenly it's new again, right? But even better than that is if you release a, a video or a lyric video, and that will get you some traction for sure, especially if you send a press release about it afterwards.
0: Yes, and now, before you whine about, oh, I don't have a budget for a video, guess fucking what? Here's what you do if you want a video, okay? You go to rotor.com, spend 30, rotor? R-O-T-O-R, I'll link to it. You spend 30 bucks, and it's fucking fantastic. Like, now,
1: just as an aside for that, also a lot of people are going to probably say that they hate lyric videos, doesn't matter about you. <laughs> if you're trying to promote promote your album, the lyric video is just a gimmick to get more attention. Because if you have a lyric video produced, you can usually get the premiere run at a site, then you run the premiere at the site, then you send a press release, and usually you'll get at least five to 10 more places picking it up. Boom, you just got more attention on your album and possible sales. It's all about the eyeballs, it's all about the earballs. Earballs isn't a word, I realize that. But the main thing is to get attention. Now I cut you off, Matt. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, Rotor.com is just a really good resource in my experience to um, create music videos uh, very cheaply and easily. And it's only like 30 bucks, and it'll look good. So, yeah, Rotor.
1: Now, um, the next thing is if you don't like lyric videos, you could actually do a professional video. That's probably going to cost you, I don't know, how much does it cost to shoot a video nowadays? Like a, a lot of
0: money. Well, like, not like a lot of money, but like a fair amount of money.
1: Yeah, so you're probably going to be spending like five hundred to a thousand bucks. If you got that kind of a budget, go for it. Um, I don't necessarily recommend that, but if you really want to and you got the cash to burn, go for it. But otherwise, a lyric video for thirty bucks. You could even do a few lyric videos if you want to get some more mileage out of it and space the premieres a few months apart. Uh, now, another thing that works really, really well is to do a reissue. Now, how a reissue works, you could do this in a couple different ways. You can either do it with a couple bonus tracks, add on a couple demos, or you could add on a cover song or something like that, and magically, bam, album's new again. Does that make? Does, do you think I need to explain what a reissue means more, in more depth? Matter? You think that?
0: No, I just want to. I just want to emphasize that like doing a reissue doesn't really mean that you need to like print new copies. Like you can just reissue your record anytime like like there's no like rule you know what i mean like if i have a record out that sold 100 copies and i bought 300 i can just say oh this is the reissue
1: the worldwide <laughs> release we're, we're doing the uh, north american re- like if you're in europe and you do a north american release that's good um if you're in north america and you're doing the european release that can work um, you just kind of got to get creative on it, or else the album's never been on Bandcamp. You could say it's the bandcamp release. you could if the album's never been out on other digital formats, it's a Spotify release. You just kind of got to get creative as a way to position it as new. or even another thing you can do too. you can even put new art on the album and re-release it digitally. There's like there's like a million different things you can do to make make a re-release reissue happen, something like that, right? Uh, another thing that you can do, is um well i mean those are the those are the main ones right there but you can also like just to get promotion for an existing album there's like hundreds of podcasts out there that will gladly take you as a guest if you ask them but you have to like actually ask people to let you be a guest on their podcast so like for example like metal devastation radio is always looking for guests on his podcast um also you also have the um there's also a bunch of YouTube channels which whose names are escaping me off the top of my head. You can ask for that you can ask for a podcast interview, and there's also like a zillion sites out there that will also do form interviews with you if you ask them to. So you just kind of got to get creative, and you just kind of got to like you know kind of figure it out, right? Uh, what did I leave off, Matt? Those are quite a few things I've mentioned all in one, one fair swoop there.
0: Yeah. Basically you just need to be able to do research, right? Like so many people just don't do their basic research and then it comes to bite them in the ass and that's really frustrating and not helpful. You know well, what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Like, let's say that, like, let's say you have a band, Matt, and your band is the, uh, Smokey Burgers, let's call them. Right. So the Smoky Burgers, uh, failed to get a PR campaign done what what would you do what would you do on an immediate immediate basis to try to get some uh, press
0: that's a good question Curtis that's i uh, on an immediate basis I probably would say I was doing a reissue and not actually change anything and and just say it's a reissue and see what happens because that would probably work because like nobody's really checking if you're a weird obscure band called the smoky burgers you know what i mean donor rock
1: smoky burgers
0: or even i might i might even call it like the 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 pr- the pro version cuz if we didn't do pr it's not like a very pro you know what i mean yeah um and then i'd probably book a proper release show around it or like a a celebration of the record and actually i might even make it like the joke that like oh we fucked up the album release yeah so So we're going to do our three-month anniversary party to properly celebrate the album. (laughs) I love it. You know what I mean? Like, doing something that's, like, self-aware and, like, witty is going to get you a lot more traction. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to me, you know? It's like, well, you can either, like, whine about it or you can do something that's legitimately funny and, like, worthwhile.
1: I actually wonder if... if if, that was a, if I actually tried that with the band, like saying the we, calling it the we fucked up the actual release, so we're re releasing it version, would actually yeah. get traction.
0: I think so. You know, I, think I it probably could. I think if you have that level of honesty with your fan base and you're just like, look, we're a bunch of fucking idiots.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> fucking here we go. Now, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I would see that going well.
1: Now, another thing I want to point out, too, is that if you're looking to get um, premiered or something at a, at a big site, you are going to have to pull whatever tracks you want premiered offline in most yeah. cases. Yeah. Not always. Like, for example, uh, Wardens uh, did a digital release of their album in December and are doing the CD release this week and uh, Metal Injection premiering it tomorrow. They're doing a stream. It's not an actual premiere, but that's like a one in a million chance of that ever happening. But can it happen? Yes. Is it likely? No. Uh, so just keep that in mind. If you're trying to get like a big site like Decibel or Metal Injection to premiere your stuff or, or Cult Nation or whatever, you're going to have to take the tracks down uh, from being online. Is that a pain in the ass? Yes. But can it potentially be worth it? Definitely 100%. But if you're just looking to get some reviews and stuff, you shouldn't have to pull anything down digitally. Just issue the album out on CD, cassette, or vinyl or whatever, and you're gold. Your you just say the release date is blah date. It's already out digitally. No one's going to fucking care. They're just not. So I don't know what else you want to cover on this, Matt.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it, okay. Then, then, But then beyond that, like, even if you don't want to do a reissue campaign, like you can get more traction out of your record just by being smart and nice on Twitter. You know, um, yeah. and that's something we're going to talk about in the upcoming Twitter challenge. Is like, just by like being like, a guy on Twitter who can make friends with people and who's willing to talk and like willing to to help expand the thing, you can see some serious, you know, you can see some serious growth um, for yourself over sort of the long term.
1: Yeah, the guy from uh, Slaves—I forget his name off the top of my head—he did that. He's a great example of someone who did that. Uh, same with um, Paul from Twilight Fauna; he did similar stuff to that originally too. And then after that, it was like they both made friends with all these critics and then all of a sudden magically they they're getting reviews and then even their and then their newer stuff was getting reviewed as well. So just what Matt said is if you're being nice to people on on Twitter especially music critics bam if you can make friends with them you got way better of a chance of getting a review than not.
0: Yeah and like I know that some people are going to be like oh well, that's bullshit that you have to fuck you that's like the system and it's like yeah it is like but that's been going on since like the beginning of the whole thing. Like, it's always been, oh, well, this guy's friends with Lester Bang, so he gets to fucking get the cool thing. Like, that's just how it is.
1: But it's not just that. But if you personally know the person or you're friendly with the person that's requesting a review, that you just automatically got a leg up on them. It's kind of like with anything, like you're saying. Like, if you go to get a job somewhere and the boss knows you, like, socially, you got a better chance than if they don't. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is because people will do business or they will do things for people that they know versus someone they don't know. Like if, like if someone came up and asked me for a favor and I didn't know them, I would be less inclined to, to do it for them than if it was Matt or someone else. I knew. It's, it's just the way it is. So you can bitch about the system like Matt said, or you can just realize that if you're social and you're actually, you know, talking to other people, you've got a better chance of making it in any industry that you're in, whether that's music or, comedy or acting or you know digging ditches right so i don't know i don't know what else to say on that
0: no but yeah basically but yeah so like you can leverage relationships over a very long term to get reviews you know simultaneously i think like we said before there's a lot of value in doing interviews you know and i think you even want to focus on interviews and if you become known as someone who does good interviews you're going to get even more coverage
1: well and here's the other thing too that a lot of people don't realize is that there's probably at least uh 20 or 30 sites out there that will just do a form interview with with you if you ask them to i'm not going to tell you who those sites are because you can do your own own bit of research on that but that's because he wants you to pay him well i would like to have them as a client too but i mean i get paid for having this type of knowledge i'll have you know matthew bacon um but anyways if you do your research, you can you can easily get yourself a form interview. And if you go like, well, I don't like form interviews because they're not well researched. Well, no one's well, fucking
0: interviewing you anyway.
1: That's the thing is, any press Dick. is better than no press. And if <clears throat> and if those form interviews are good to get your name out there, um, they get you better SEO. And then on top of that, uh, they also get the more the more press you get, the more press the more press that other people will want to give you. It's like it's like Matt has said before that critics and and journalists are kind of like they all want to be part of the cool kids club so if they see someone else is covering you they're going to be more likely to pick you up it's just the way it is um just because people like if they get more familiar with somebody they're just going to be more inclined to want to go check them out right it's because if you see matt sing in a club every single night at the same spot you're going to be more inclined to talk to him next time you see him than not you know what i mean so
0: yeah it's I don't know what, why the consistency thing matters right because i think a lot of bands dip out around their album release and then wonder why they don't get anywhere. And it's like, well, there's a reason you didn't get anywhere. It's because you dipped out. You know, all these other people sticked around and had been around before and been around, you know, like it, it's really, there's a lot of people who do this and it's really shitty when you show up and you're just trying to get the love of your scene when your album is releasing. Yeah. And it's like, well, the, but there's no point, like people see through that because like you're now competing with the cool OG punk guy in, in the room
1: hmm
0: you know what I mean who, who who did a lot more for this community than you ever will yeah yeah
1: now I want to make one more point just about uh, reviews and stuff about after an album's been released <clears throat> there's a common thing that you will not be able to get much press if you start asking for reviews after the album is released and that's true but that doesn't mean that it's impossible like if you if you're willing to like really push and persist, you should be able to get at least a couple of reviews uh, of your album done, especially from smaller blogs. If you really really act nice nice to the reviewers, and you really push it, um, you're probably not going to get a review at Metal Injection because you guys have a policy of not reviewing anything past a certain date, right?
0: Basically, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Decibel will sometimes sometimes do that. It's rare as it's rare as well, but.
0: Well, it, yeah, like I th- I think you can work around it if you're you're persistent. Uh, if you're persistent and if it's like a known cool thing. Like Yeah. Like if for some reason it's after you release that the hype started, then people will do it. But again, you have to create the hype. No one's creating no one's looking for new metal albums to write about. You know what I mean? Like like it's not like you put your record on bandcamp and people suddenly figure it out. Like that's not happening.
1: It it happens once in the odd while, but very rare. But That being said, you like, you're better off doing that yourself than hiring a PR to do it because the publicist, the publicist is more interested in going after the bigger name sites a lot of the times. So if you're going to do, if you're going to try to get reviews, I would just suggest doing it yourself, going after some of the smaller blogs. Especially ones that you got personal relationships with, if any, and just kind of pitching it there. You'll you probably won't get a ton of reviews just because of the fact it's already out. But you can, if you really, really hoof it and you really, really push it, and you're sincere and you're nice, and uh, you don't come off as a dick about it. Especially if someone like. Also, one other thing I notice a lot of people will do is if a site turns them down for a review, they'll then go badmouth bad the site publicly on social media. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. The reason the reason why, especially, is because next time you release something, that site will never fucking touch your album because you were addicted to them.
0: It's not complicated.
1: Yeah, but a lot of people think it is.
0: It's not complicated at all. You just need to go out and fucking crush, and let people know why you're crushing.
1: Yeah, but to reiterate, you can get pressed. So if I was if I was in a band that had released an album a year or two ago and you didn't get much press, I would do a reissue campaign or re-release campaign, positioning it around something, and then on top of that, I would also do a lyric video, and I would just start hoofing it on so- social media. Those would be the three things I would do. All three of those things are super cheap to get done. If you're going to hire a publicist to do to help you with the campaign, it's going to cost you a few extra hundred dollars, but it could
0: Probably be worth it.
1: Yeah, it could be worth it. Like I, like we, I did this recently with a, a band called Archangel AD we did fantastic the, the band had re- had prematurely released their album but I convinced them to do a CD release and uh, it went fucking fantastic I, I they literally got in a couple print magazines they got a metal injection they got uh, I think we got them decibel don't quote me on that and anyways we just had them all over the place as a result so I mean especially if your music is good that's a key thing' because if your music sucks no amount, amount of reissue campaigns are going to help you but if you're good, or if you're even great, a reissue campaign can really do well for you. It
0: can That's all I got to say. The game.
1: What's that? Yeah.
0: It can change the game. It
1: can.
0: Well, beautiful. Okay. Well, this has been Dumb and Dumbest. We're starting our Twitter challenge on Monday. Okay, Monday. you can sign up in the in the comment notes in the show notes. Um, and yeah, otherwise, if you have any questions about the show, please email me matt at sharp on This also goes if you have suggestions for what we should make the next episodes about so check it and we're out
1: gonna, and we do facebook lives occasionally or not facebook instagram lives occasionally at night if you ever want to
0: we're, we're trying to do them every night but it's tricky it is tricky anyway thank you for listening this has been dumb and dumbest
1: are we done yet thanks again to our sponsor close mondays if you're a music publicist or a label and you've got too much on your plate Seth over at Close Mondays can probably help you out. Since March 2013, he's been doing the digital dirty work for the publicists behind Alice Cooper, Lamb of God, High on Fire, and more. So he can help free you up to focus on your most important work throughout the week. Head to closemondays.com/dumb for more info. That's closemondays.com/dumb.